Hey, it's Amber Smith. Welcome to the Conscious Coach Podcast. Meaningful success can't be determined by comparing what you want with what other people have. Comparing is the game of the ego. Creating is the game of the soul. We're talking about how to create beyond ego today, specifically for entrepreneurs. And it's not the ego that you're like, you know, you have a big head, you're so arrogant. It's the ego that Eckhart Tolle describes as like the false self, right? The, the projected version of us that we show to the world. And I love his quote. He says, the ego tends to equate having with being. I have, therefore I am. And the more I have, the more I am. The ego lives through the comparison. How you are seen by others turns into how you see yourself. And in our online world, I think it can become very easy to forget who we really are and what we really want based on the sea of people and noise with all mostly good intent, right? It's people who want to help you grow your business and have a good life and have good relationships and all these things. But it can be distracting if we don't also run it through a filter of what do I want to create? Sometimes we forget what we actually got into this industry for the first place, right? Like why we got started, why we even want to be here. And we get cloudy in our desires because we just see other people's lives thrown at us, right? Through content, through what they say, through the pictures they share, through their courses that they're selling, through the coaching programs that they have. Like, like I said, all of this isn't bad. It's just, it can be kind of misleading sometimes where it's like, wait, what do I want? And so I, I talked about this um, with one of my clients where I was like, it's kind of like a hamster wheel. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, it really is like a hamster wheel sometimes. And so one of the things that I, I call like the hamster wheel of success is like you notice someone who has a result that you don't have. Then you're like, oh, I want that result too. And then you go to work learning how to create it. Maybe you take courses, maybe you get coaching, maybe you get support, right? Maybe you hire a VA or whatever. And then you take the action to actually create it. And then you create it and you're like enjoying it. But then you notice someone else who has a different result that you want and you're like, oh, I want to do that. Right. And so the hamster wheel continues. And I think I've, <laughs> I don't say that with any judgment. I've definitely, definitely been there um, where I didn't evaluate someone's results through my own filter of like, do I actually want that? And I've been doing a lot of that recently. And that's why I'm creating this podcast is why I created the conscious coach letter. If you read it. Um, you'll resonate with this podcast. You can find the digital version on my website of this podcast, but I think this is all coming from my own exploration of like, what do I really want? Because it's easy to look at what, you know, someone else has created and be like, oh, I want that. If you don't really analyze, you know, do I want their lifestyle? Do I want the pressure? Do I want that role in the business? Specifically for me is like, do I want to be this big CEO of in managing other people? And, you know, part of me used to think yes. And then most recently I'm like, I don't know. I really resonate with being a coach where I'm coaching one-on-one and have a small group. And that's kind of been where I've resonated recently. And so what it's allowed me to do is take some time to reflect. I've been kind of in my own little world 
pondering, journaling, meditating, thinking, what do I want to really create? And it kind of came together. It culminated into this idea of like, what does, you know, what does my soul want versus what has my ego been loud about? (laughs) And those are two very different things. And honestly, this is where we see in our industry, we see kind of people fall into not, this isn't bad. This is just me observing people tend to want to create the same thing, right? Like they see their big mentor creating their big business, nothing wrong with that at all. But then what the, what I believe is the problem is that people blindly take that vision on as their own, instead of spending time with themselves, evaluating, what do I want to create? Is that the life that I actually want? Um, and like I said, I've been there, you know, we all get started because we want to do meaningful work. We want to help others. We want the freedom. And then we're exposed to other ideas. And then it's like, oh, like it could look so many different ways. And we lose sight of what we wanted to create in the first place. And so I wanted to break down because this whole episode is about how do you move beyond ego as a entrepreneur based on the spiritual definition of ego, right? Not like what the world's like always got such a big ego. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about the ego that we all have, which is the false self. There's two things that I know our egos love. The first one is to be right. We want to be right about our opinions, about what we think we're capable of, about other people, about ourselves, right? And so what's interesting is our brain will literally block out things that don't line up with our story. The the definition, the opinions we have about ourselves that the ego has created, right? If I don't see myself as a as a creative person, no matter what evidence there is out there, my ego will only look for evidence that supports that because it wants to be right, right? And this is created over time. And this, there's a lot of people that are going to resonate with that, right? Like we block out the evidence that would support a different story about ourselves. The other thing about the ego is it really cares about superiority and inferiority. So like where we fall in social hierarchy and to me that we see that a lot of this online with popularity, you know, versus what's really valuable joining programs because it's popular instead of joining a program because it really serves the life that you want to create, which is interesting because I think I've always chosen my mentors based on the life that I wanted to create, not necessarily what's popular and has deeply served me, but I know that's not how everyone thinks. So that's been an interesting discovery for me to realize some people join things just because it's popular and there's nothing wrong with that. It's just, do you like that as a reason for you? Because when I evaluate that, that's not a good enough reason for me to join something, but for some people they might, that might resonate with them, but does it resonate for you? The one listening, that's what I'm curious about. And so it's interesting, both of these things, the ego wants to be right. And the ego wants to fit into the social hierarchy, right? We see this play out in marketing, right? We see the differentiation. We see people gravitating toward what's popular, what's going to make them more superior to others. Um, And so we're constantly analyzing. And then the other thing that I really think is important is that what it does is we start asking ourselves certain questions like who is the authority, a.k.a. who is, quote, right? Who is creating the best results and therefore superior, even if they're not results that you want, right? We evaluate the results off like, well, they're the best. So it must be what I want. And that's not even necessarily true. What is popular and therefore superior? What is everyone else doing? Which is another sneaky way of asking what's the right way. And this is why we see very similar business models, pricing, content offers. And I think the danger of this is that we stop being a true creator. We also stop listening to that inner voice inside of like, this is what you're meant to do. 
And I think that that can be dangerous too, because it leaves us this shell, right? We're not like being authentic to what we really want to create, what we really want to say, what deeply resonates with the lifestyle that we want. And so we stop bringing that soulful genius into our work and we're on the hamster wheel of success. And I think the alternative to this, which is what I want to make a case for, is like using your own intuition, using your own instinct and guidance, your inner guidance, to create what's on your heart to create. I think Tony Robbins talks about this in a really cool way. He talks about the ultimate failure is achievement without fulfillment or success without fulfillment. And I deeply resonate with that, you know. It's one of the things that I think about a lot, that money is just one metrics of metric of success. We saw this in our industry a few, let's see, years ago now, where popular people, I'm not going to name any names because it's just observing, it's not judging them, um, got divorced, but they have amazing material success. And it's interesting because when I was talking to my husband about that, I'm like, that doesn't, that doesn't resonate with me as success. And like I said, it's not a judgment against them. I have no idea what was going on in their life, but it did make me question. It made me pause, right? What does success mean to me? And to me, it's always been holistic. I want the relationships. I want the health and I want the business. I want to be able to be a great mom. I want to be able to make a lot of money. Yes, but that's not the only thing that matters to me. And so my success is going to look different than other people's because I'm I'm interested in all of the success, right? I want, I, and not the maximum, right? I, my client one time told me this beautiful quote that she heard. She's like, the optimum isn't always, or the maximum isn't always the optimum. And I was like, dang, that is so true because it's not always maxing out what we're capable of that brings us happiness and fulfillment and success, right? It's consciously choosing the results that we want to create and then creating it. I've always wanted success and soulfulness. I wanted mastery and external accolades, right? I wanted to feel good, but I also wanted to make money. I wanted it all. And I'm pretty sure that's probably why you listen to me talk. Something in that message resonates with you. And so one of the things that I've personally done is to use people in the world, mentors I follow, coaches I follow, not as a way to be like, that's what I want to create. It's to spark my own creativity to help me understand there's more possible for my life and to learn new things. But as soon as my ego takes over and makes me question what I want or puts me in the social hierarchy or makes me right, right? I block my own divine guidance and innate wisdom. And so I don't think the solution is to stop consuming content. Like I I don't want you to take that away because obviously I hope that you keep listening to my podcast selfishly. If not, that's okay. Um, I think that you consuming content from an egoless place is very powerful. And as long as you have a strong filter while you listen to the, to the content, right? That's when our best ideas will come. Not because we're looking for other people for permission or looking for other people for what we should create, but you're listening to spark that inner creativity. And so one of the things that I'm going to ask you to do is to create a filter. Like, and these are some of the questions that I pose for you um, in my article that obviously that I'm expanding more here, but if you wanted the written version, go check it out on my website. But one of the questions that I ask is, is this helpful for my current life? Is this relevant to what I'm trying to create? Does this person have the results that I want? Not just one area, right? In all areas. Is there teaching me, is there teaching helping me feel inspired or does it make me feel constricted? 
Do I feel wrong when I listen to their content? That to me, it's a red flag. I shouldn't feel wrong when I listen to someone's content. What is useful about this information? Do I even agree with this? One of the things that I see happening in my clients, and I've been there, like I said, this is not judgment. This is just observing is like someone, let's say someone made a million dollars and all of a sudden they, they are the expert on my business. It's easy to draw that conclusion, but it's not true because they don't have every single result that I want necessarily. They're not married to my husband. They're not a mom to my kids. I am. And so I have to have that filter of, is this relevant for me? Or else I can be very easily misled into a life that wasn't even of my choosing. And so I hope that that resonates with you because I think when we go beyond the ego, when we use the filter, we can truly tap into our divine ability to create. And so I share this. This is one reason why you should go look at my article, the written article, is I created this um, diagram, I guess, of what a meaningful success journey looks like for entrepreneurs. And it starts with the question, what do I want to create in my life? This is not about looking around in our industry and saying, what have they created? It's about going within, soulful, right? I'm not looking for where I fit in the ecosystem necessarily. I might do research. I might get inspired, but I'm not looking for solutions that exist outside of me. And what I love about doing this work is there's so many different dimensions to it, right? Like it's not just about business success. It's like my family life, how I spend my time, what I learn about my meaningful contributions to the world. And I think when you do the inner work, you can soulfully create the results that matter to you, not what the world tells you is important. And so I think this is huge for people because all of a sudden they're free to choose. You know, we create these arbitrary milestones of success and it's, it's not even like don't aim for them. I hope that's not the message that you're getting because I actually do think if you want to make a million dollars and that's true to you, you should. If you want to grow a team and that's true to you, you should. But I think the danger is, is that a lot of people take on those goals just because that's what someone else did and they're successful by the world's standards. And I think changing the definition is like, what do I want to create in my life? Not just in business, but with my family, with myself, um, with my clients, with my thought work, you know, with my content. (laughs) Um, You're going to be led to lots of different answers, not just one and not just one that is pretty on the outside that actually feels good to you because it's the truth of your soul. And so for me, moving beyond ego means to spend more time alone. It means to evaluate things and spend time really questioning, you know, questioning, is that something I actually want or what do I want and why do I want it? And questioning the things that are widely accepted. I coach a lot of clients who are trying to hit 100K in their business. And I think that's a beautiful thing. It's not like I wanted to make 100K. (laughs) Um, And I'm glad that I do now. And um, I'm grateful for it. It's not that it's bad. It's just why? Do you want it because other people deem that as a success for a coach? Or is it because you really want to see what you're capable of? You want to create a six-figure business because that sounds fun to you. It sounds meaningful to you. And if you can answer that honestly, I honestly think you'll have clarity about how to create that for yourself instead of just using the outside sources of content, of opinions to inform your choices. And so I think part of our work is to constantly ask ourselves, is this something I really want? And why do I want it? Because I think for me, 
this game is an infinite game, right? There's, there's finite games and then there's infinite games. And I love playing infinite games like personal mastery, <laughs> right? Is an infinite game. You never really get anywhere. Same for entrepreneurship. You never really get anywhere. You keep evolving and iterating and growing. And so it's an infinite game, right? If I play checkers with my six-year-old, that's a finite game. There will be a winner. There will be a loser and it will end. But in business, we can all win on different levels and we can keep playing the game, right? And I really like those games that we can keep playing. And so for me, that's a soul game. That is not an ego game because the ego wants to win, right? The ego wants to, at the end of the year, measure success against everyone else and see how did I stack up? Did I win? And I don't even think about that. Like, in fact, I'm kind of closing, not closing down. I'm still, I'm going to talk about what I'm selling, but I'm, I'm still keeping my business open, but the game I'm playing is just different, right? I'm not trying to beat anyone. I'm trying to see what I can do. In fact, there's a great book called The Science of Getting Rich by Wallace Waddles. And in it, he says, don't compete for what's already been created. I think I've quoted this before. Instead, focus on what you want to create. And that's what the purpose of this whole podcast is, is the ego wants you to go compete for things that are already created. And I'm asking you to create from within something that hasn't been created yet. And that's why in the matrix, we're talking about visionary, because it's like, you have this vision, it's not brought to life yet. I read a really great book called The Art of Impossible, and he talks about big I impossible and little I impossible. Big I impossible is impossible for humankind, right? The things that we want to achieve that are just like impossible for humankind, like going to the moon, right, was a big I. And then he talks about impossible little I, which is like impossible for you in that you've never done it before. And I really like playing that game of like, what's impossible for me? What's something I've never done before? And then once I've achieved it, I just create a new I, right? A new impossible thing that I'm trying to create. Not because my life will be better when I get it. Not because my life will have more meaning when I hit this arbitrary goal that I invented for myself. I'm not going to feel magically more powerful. I become more powerful as I strive to hit the impossible things that I set forth (laughs) to create. From a place of deep congruency, integrity, love for myself, love for where I am. This is why I love combining like spirituality or consciousness work with business because business is a fun thing to play, but it is an awful way to get validation, an awful way to find meaning, an awful way to feel good about yourself because it can't give you that. Only you can give you that. And so that's why I opened with a quote that I posted on Instagram, which is like comparing is the game of the ego. Creating is the game of the soul because when you're creating, it's not about who's better It's not about who did it, you know, on a grander scale, who scaled fastest, who made the most money quickest. It's like, no, I'm creating from what's true for me. I enjoy the process. I enjoy what I do. I think it's meaningful and it's focused on service. It's useful to others and I enjoy it. That feels good. It's sustainable. I think that's a really underrated way to grow a business Um, because in our world of more, 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 right? Like the quote I shared about Eckhart Tolle The ego equates itself with having more. He says the ego tends to equate having with being. I have, therefore I am. The more I have, the more I am. And this is false, right? The ego likes to play finite games, but who you are is infinite. And so I think the more infinite games you play, the more you're going to feel at home with yourself, your true essence, your true nature, the soul, if you will. 
Um, and the more you play ego games, the less you'll feel like yourself. And I've talked to so many entrepreneurs who stopped feeling like themselves the more they played the game, the ego game, right? Of like more, make as much money as little time as possible, games that they didn't even really want to play. Like they said, there's nothing wrong with that game as long as you really want to play it. Um, and you also don't lose yourself in the game. You are an infinite being living in a very finite world. And it's easy to forget that. It's easy to forget that there's more to you than the finite things that you see and experience. And to me, that's why I love combining this work of like the inner work, the consciousness work with business because it's a challenge, right? Inner mastery and external mastery. I love both. They are both games that I like to play and I really resonate with the metaphor of a game because it doesn't matter if I win or lose. It's like the playing that matters, right? I'm here to play. I'm here to iterate. I'm here to expand. I'm here to create. I'm here to see what's possible. I'm here to um, grow, not to necessarily beat you. That's why I actually don't even believe in competition anymore. I used to. I used to feel like, well, my competitors or people in my space that are doing the same thing as me that are going to poach my clients or whatever. And now I'm like, no, like that's not even true. Because I know for me, I buy from lots of different people who the world might call competitors, right? Like the classic example, the, the, the thing that I used to swear I would never do, like I would never wear Nike and Under Armour. But now I buy from Nike and Under Armour, for example. Are they in competition? Only if they think so. But people like me will buy from both of them. And what I found is my clients buy from me, but they also buy from other people who do similar things to me. And that's not a bad thing. There's no competition. We are nuanced in how we deliver a product or a service. And lots of people like nuance, right? They like my take, my flavor of business and coaching. They like another person's flavor of business and coaching. Um, and that's a beautiful thing. And the same is true for you, right? You are a certain flavor. And as long as you're true to who you are and you do the work to figure out what that even means and you create instead of compete, you'll always have plenty. You'll always have an abundance of clients and opportunities and ideas in order to be successful by your terms. And so my hope is that you create from your soul instead of competing with the ego or comparing and looking outside of you for the answers that only you can discover by going inside. So I hope this was helpful. I hope this resonates. Um, if it does, please share with a friend if that sounds um, in alignment to you. Um, I did want to share a little bit about what I have going on um, in the matrix because I don't think I've talked about it on this podcast, but I'm offering a bonus that for people who join the matrix and pay in full for the year, they get four bonus calls with me. So I think that's pretty fun. If you wanted to join the matrix, now's the best time because then you get those four one-on-one -on -one calls with me to use throughout the year. And you can check out more and learn more at itsambersmith, itsambersmith.com forward slash matrix. And I will see you inside. Thanks for listening. Talk to you soon. Hey, if you love this podcast, I know you'd love the matrix where I coach, teach, and mentor entrepreneurs like you about what I call the art of entrepreneurship. It really is the year of miracles where we combine business strategy with doing the inner work where you take your business to the next level. Check it out and join the waitlist at itsambersmith.com forward slash matrix.